Greetings, fellow singers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 podcast. Once again, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian fills the role of both handler and interviewer as I bring to you, from the dust of creation, another episode of Rolling for 20. This time, I have with me showrunner for the Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast I happen to enjoy myself, Tiana Ren Hansen. You know, if you happen to enjoy these kinds of venues that we put on few and far between, please write into the show and let us know. You know, as I've said in the past, as always, you can reach us at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or visit us directly at the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com. And just like everybody else in this new millennial year, you can find us on any one of our social media platforms, including our YouTube channel at RollTheHard20. But I'm not really going to dominate this interview with this intro, so I'll tell you what, why don't we just warm up our dice and top off our glass as World Hard 20 Podcast presents Handler on Handler. Sounds a bit wrong, doesn't it? Or does it? been how have you been oh busy as a heck but good how about you i've been doing really well i've been uh trying to catch up on a lot of your uh season one episodes actually and ah. i gotta say I, i've got questions for you and everything before <laughs> i lead us in to the show are you ready i'm ready fire away all right greetings fellow slingers welcome back to world of hard 20 podcast it is i your trusted handler brian and with me, I have a very special guest, Tiana Ren Hansen of the Redacted Reports, a podcast that runs Delta Green, a game put out by Arc Dream Publishing. Welcome to the show. Thank you kindly. Yeah. Have you ever done an interview or anything like that? Not not so many. Uh, yeah, I, I mostly just chat with people. I'm not used to doing interviews and stuff, so... We yeah, well, first time just, for everything, I guess. You know, I've I've done this a, a couple times with mostly with podcasts that I listen to personally, and uh, it's been probably about two years since I put something on, but it was mostly the shows that I was really char- like charged up about talking to the hosts and stuff that I was like, yeah, and and I caught a hold of your show. Um, I forget how I found your show actually. Uh, I think it was through some social media. And it's, uh, I was looking at something for Delta Green, and I think you you populated in one of my feeds, and that's when I friended you and then started following your show and everything. I was like, yeah, I really like the show. So Yeah, I think that was on the Delta Green Facebook page that uh, that uh, Shane Ivey runs. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's funny because he was kind of uh, messaging me because a while back I had, uh, I had ordered the Future Perfect uh, modules from Drive-Thru RPG, and then I sent it to Lulu to have it have it bound because they hadn't released it. And so I took some pictures. I was like, yeah, check this thing out. And he wrote me back on a message. He's like, yeah, you can't put that out there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I took it back. It was one of those things, but it was kind of cool to to have a little bit of a, a banter back and forth with him, you know, like what he was talking about with the book and everything else that's coming down the pike and stuff. And I was just, I'm like really charged up and excited for that like uh, impossible landscapes. I can't wait for that to drop. Oh my gosh. I've heard so many interesting things about that. And I mean, just playing through Extreme Ophelia, which we're play, which we played in the season one, uh, 
that man has an interesting way of looking at things. I'm very interested to see yeah. what else comes out of that. Definitely. So, so um, Delta Green is definitely a game that is deep in my heart too. In fact, I think it's quickly overcoming my D and D itch, which is what the show's basically built on. But um, I've got a really good artist friend who put out our logo for uh, World Hard Twenty, and then he converted it for our Delta Green with the the twenty as a as a green triangle. And uh, and he's one of the the agents when I run the Delta Green. Him and my other friend that I've known for like thirty something years, we all get together, and you know we we're not playing remote we actually get together in place so it's, it's really deep and cool i'm we, so jealous <laughs> you know i was gonna ask you because your audio is really tight are you guys all in the same room or, or are you guys no, still remote we we're, we're still remote and i don't think that we're ever going to be able to be in person because um i don't know if you've gotten to that point yet but after after season one we we uh changed handlers and the i was gonna get to that yeah yeah tom and tom's leaving Tom, Tom has left, yes. But the new handler is in, is in Arizona. So there is no physical way for all five of us to be in the same room short of, I don't know, a special live broadcast or something. Yeah, well, I mean, do you guys play via Zoom or something? Or do you guys yeah. just Discord? Okay, that's cool. Yeah, we, we play on Zoom and then I have everyone record onto Audacity so that the audio is very clean. Um, my degree is actually in theater and part of that was a sound production class. And... That was where it all started for me, building soundscapes and surrounding words with them. Yeah, I noticed that you added like a lot of Foley to your shows and, and the music and stuff. And I really like that, too. I, I do a lot of the um, like I'll do some royalty free music at the, mm -hmm. you know, very subliminal on the things that we run or when combat engages, which isn't a thing for Delta Green, really. It's it's always that eerie, you know, spookiness to it. But yeah, uh, so you do all your own editing on the show, huh? I do. What do you think of that? You like doing that? I like doing it. It is a very um, time consuming process because I mean, I'm working with five separate tracks, one for each of the players and then one for the handler. And I'm going through and cleaning everything up and making it nice and smooth and then putting it all into one file and cutting out the extraneous stuff. Uh, so it's, it's definitely a time consuming process. I'm working on what will be episode two of season two and I'm about a half hour in. And it's taken me a couple of days to get that far. I've noticed that, um, like, because when we're playing every Wednesday night, we do it via Zoom, and it's it's easier just to put the whole thing up without going mm -hmm. through it and, and cutting up the audio or anything. It's it's more raw. Um, but when we record in in our rage room, it usually takes me for every hour we record. It takes two to three hours to edit to go through and get the little nicks and the knocks and, you know, the coughs and stuff out and, mm -hmm. and tighten it up and sometimes move some of the, the dialogue around. So it's a little more seamless and it makes better sense and stuff like that. But yeah, I've always liked the editing though. I've had a couple of the guys on the show say, Oh, you know, I'll pick up the slack and, and I'll do it. If you want I'm like, yeah, I, I like doing it. Right. Get your hands in there. So and it's, it's a lot of fun, too, because you can really shape the way that the story is told by being able to do that. Like I, I cut out. Um, I mean, the banter is fun, but we're also playing federal agents who are doing a very, very serious thing. So sometimes, you know, the banter takes away from that. So I pull that out yeah. and put that in, in outtakes for other people later. That's what I like. I like putting the like the bloopers on the back end or stuff. But sometimes some of the like with the, the two guys that I run with. And sometimes I, I'll have a third person in there, but uh, 
we've we've got such a shorthand that the the comedy is always there and i i like that but because they know when to when to strap it in and say okay yeah. we need to delve into this and you know there's no levity involved with with that aspect of it but that's cool so do you you don't ha- you're not a handler right or you said that you were looking into doing something like that I may well take on being a handler at some point. I have uh, dipped my toes into GMing with Delta, with not Delta Grain Cheese, with Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm going to be doing something with a, a charity live stream this weekend for Monster of the Week. So that'll be, you know, playing around in different systems that I know as a player and taking it from the other side. I have the handler's book for the for Delta Green. That thing is a blunt force trauma. Yeah, it's it's like a just this Mongo tome of the past, you know. You and it's yeah. it's got a lot of lore in it. I was really surprised. I, I felt like the agent's handbook covered both ends of being a handler and a player and stuff, but the handler's uh, book really gives you that that mythological yeah. history of the game stuff that I. You know, sometimes I'll just look through it at night when I'm going to bed and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Or if I'm looking at it on my tablet, I'll take a screenshot of it so Mm -hmm. I could, you know, delve more into that later on and stuff. And what a thing to read right before going to bed. Right. (laughs) Your dreams are weird. (laughs) Yeah, they're all over. I'm totally guilty in everything I do in my dream. I'm guilty. Um, But you said so you play Dungeons and Dragons. Are you in currently in any other games then or? I'm in a lot of other games. I sat down and counted up all of the games that I'm in at one point, and including the redacted reports, I think I'm in nine or ten separate games. Wow, that's got to take yeah. up a lot of time. Is that every week, or is that spaced out, or how's it's, that? It's, so it's spaced out. Uh, two of the games that I'm in are on the Quest and Chaos uh, live stream side of things on, on Twitch, so... You know, I show up and I play, and it's a lot of fun. Once one is Dungeons and Dragons, and one's Call of Cthulhu. Um, I play Monster of the Week with the Roll for Weird crew, and then a bunch of the rest of it is uh, home games. So you know, you know, until about like a, a year and a half ago, I had never even heard of Delta Green. I'd heard of Call of Cthulhu, but it was always um, a period game. You know, it took place in the the twenties or the thirties or something like that. And I had found a couple podcasts that I had listened to on them. And I was like, well, this is really interesting. And then I, one of my favorite podcasts uh, ran like a short Delta Green and it like hooked me in. I was like, wow, this is just what I was looking for to, to get away from the the sword and sorcery aspect and, you know, bring it up to, to date, not in the twenties, but in the modern era with the cell phones and the weapons and the eerie intrigue and, I just, I really enjoy this game completely. Um, but I see that you guys just finished up your 16 episodes. Yes. And uh, I'm still trying to get through those. And I, like we had mentioned earlier, Tom, I guess, is leaving the show. And you've got some another handler in, in Arizona taking over now. Okay, that's yes. cool. I'm just kind of going down the list of all my little, uh, <laughs> little things. So basically, when you're putting together one of your agents, uh, how, do you, how do you delve into your inspiration for building this character like is there music or is there a movie or a television show that inspires you to say you know i want to build that right there sure so for rowan in particular um i'm a huge i'm a huge dresden files fan and have been for well over a decade at this point i love those books um and i based rowan very strongly on murphy who's the the chicago uh the chicago police department cop that is uh harry's liaison 
So, you know, she's small, she's tough, she's blonde and can break pretty much anyone that that, that she comes across because she's been doing martial arts and she was about yay, yay tall. Okay. Um, but also very professional and very smart and yeah, has to deal with all the weird stuff that Harry brings into her life. And I was like, I want that, but a little bit taller because I'm short and I'm tired of always playing short characters. <laughs> Because Murphy's like five foot nothing. I'm five foot four. So Rowan's five eight. Just, you know, go up by four inch increments. And I'm sure some of the listeners there in the, the Dresden Files, I have, I've never seen or read any of those. So I'm like, yeah, you know, tell me more about that kind of stuff. But I've always kind of envisioned uh, something like that, a supernatural, you know, where you just, mm-hmm. you're not really sure what you're seeing until you, it starts to evolve into the, not really the monster of the week, but whatever's been going on is like, yeah, the Wendigo, yeah, and, you know, like the early seasons. Yeah. Oh God, the the Wendigo. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Dresden Files is very much a. It, it was one of the first like urban fantasy book series. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, and it is uh, Harry Dresden who is a wizard in Chicago, and he advertises in the Yellow Pages. He's like, I am a wizard. I'm not going to do endless purses, love potions, or any of that nonsense. But I help you find stuff. I can do all of this stuff. And woven throughout is this secret world of, you know, vampires and werewolves and the Fae. Uh, Queen Mab and Queen uh, Titania are players in this game. Well, that sounds like something I really need to, like, get more hands on. I guess it's it's been going on for several years at this point. It's funny because I just recently found Supernatural, like, two or three years ago. I was like, hey, has anybody heard of this show? It's awesome. I think it's brand new. And like, <laughs> where you been, idiot? You know? <laughs> yeah you know, was, 15 seasons later yeah. well it was funny because i was telling my uh my group when uh this is before all the covid stuff came out and, and i was so it had been like three years ago because we had just started recording here i was like yeah you know i just found this show on netflix called supernatural anybody heard of that and they're just all laughing at me like what an idiot you know <laughs> Yeah, I came across Supernatural because I'm a big Doctor Who and Sherlock fan, and those three fandoms tend to run in much the same circles oh, for okay. some reason. I don't, I don't know why Supernatural got hooked in with the two British shows, but here we are. Hey, there we are, right? So, basically, uh, I always like to ask questions of people when they when I say, "Okay, now you've been on at other tables, or you you run multiple games, or you've been in multiple games. Have you ever had a troubled player? And if so, what did you ever do to take care of this?" Um, as a hand, as a as a GM or as a player, either one of them. I mean, if you've ran a table and you had somebody have you know that became a problematic individual, or as a fellow player and you see somebody that's that's being that way. There was one player at a table that I was at who did not understand the system that she was playing. Um, I think is. I think that's probably the best way to put it. She wanted to be a very particular, like Indiana Jones, kick-ass archaeologist type of character and was getting really frustrated because she wasn't getting to be, we were playing Call of Cthulhu. You don't get to be really heroic in Call of Cthulhu. No, not (laughs) when you lose insanity, like like sweat coming off your brow all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I I was able to work within the system, but I'd also, I was also like, you know, I'm 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 an opera singing singing knife wielding assassin. Mm. Sure, this is very 1920s. Why not? So <laughs> Why not? I basically basically built a rogue in Call of Cthulhu. It was fun, but she was very frustrated because she felt like the DM was nerfing her, and um, 
didn't express frustration until it turned into an explosive point and we we wound up having a very long conversation with the the players and the gm and she wound up leaving the table partially because of it now that's a tragedy that people can't can't can bring themselves to be part of the group now what what have you done for bringing people to the hobby have you done anything like that to yeah, inspire I... people to join your table <laughs> What I mean, I talk about the things that I'm into. You're you and I are friends on Facebook, so I'm sure you see where I'm just like, oh my god, Lord of the Rings. Oh my god. Yeah, I see that all the oh time. God, and I was like, oh, I, I like it. I like you know, just push the like <laughs> button and stuff. But yeah, I, I like how you, you like the the fantasy and stuff. But how you know mm -hmm. has that has that generated people to follow uh, doing the same thing like that too? Yeah. So I mean, I talk about the things that I'm into all of the time. Everyone who is in the the Delta Green group came in in large part because I was able to be like, "Hey, I'm really into this thing." They started listening to the Quest and Chaos stuff. They started wanting to play, and then were like, "Hey, how do we make this happen?" So we played several um, several offline games of D and D to get people up and running. Uh, ben, who plays Rooster, is now running a full on Eberron campaign. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Oh, that. it's a fantastic setting. I, I, I was in that game for a while. I had to step back because I was just in so many games. Um, yeah. But he tells me all the stuff that's going on. He shares the lore with me. He tells me about the sisters. And I'm just like, this is insanely big. But I, I will take personal pride in the fact that, you know, Seth and Ben um, and Ambrose and a couple of other people that came into that came in because I'm super noisy and enthusiastic about the things that I'm into. That's great. Yeah, I've got a um, like my right hand man on the show, uh, Junior. He actually got into playing D and D from some of the podcasts that I would say, "Hey, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to that. It's really funny and stuff." And where I just one day I was like, "Hey, man, if we we can do this, do you want to do mm -hmm. a podcast with me?" He's like, "Yeah." So then I asked all the guys at the comic store, you know, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to take this stuff home. Do you guys want to join us? If not, then, and everybody was like, yeah, totally. Let's do that. Let's do that. So we started getting this stuff ramped up and within a couple of weeks, we started actually recording rather crappily, I might add. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's always crappy when you start. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we started learning about stuff that we need to have like table covers and and shock mounts and then eventually the headphones so you could hear when people are messing with the dice and stuff mm -hmm. and but it it started getting really good and tight and, and then you know we started weeding some of the some of the people off the table and some of the people had to move on their move on on their own accord because they were taking jobs and stuff but we've got a really sure. good group but i've got one of my really good friends is in colorado so he'll never be joining us here unfortunately so we're good we're deal. trying to work something out for the dragons demand i think we're gonna we're gonna have him zoom in and have the his mic lead go into the mixer and and see if we could do that you know i could see that working yeah it's like a three five to xlr and it's supposed to be able to go right in and people have been saying it'll work so i'm gonna see we're gonna it try should. it out next week so it's it's always always worth a shot yeah Fingers crossed on that. Yeah, no kidding. 15 bucks, I'll spend the money. We'll buy the cable. <laughs> totally. So is there anything else uh, you want to go over? I mean, this is your time. We've got a little bit of time. I usually run this for the Rolling for 20 segment, which is uh, we usually go for 20 minutes and we digress. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the time is yours to do whatever you want. If you got any questions or you want to promote yourself or you want to say anything that you're interested, this is your time. Well, and 
one of the things that that, that I will say is that um, I I feel like the redacted reports has become fairly successful actually over the last like four months that, that we've been up. I've only been playing TTRPGs for about three years. Okay. I did a hard dive into it because I moved into a house with uh, three other guys, all of whom played D and D, and they were awesome. like. <laughs> Hey, we're going to start a home game. We don't want to leave you out. Do you want to join? And I was like, I've never played D&D. Sure, let's do this. And I built a half-elf bard, uh, which is about as stereotypical as you can get. And I had a blast. And then That's I, awesome. Right? And then I found Quest and Chaos. And it's just kind of been uh, TTRPGs all the way down. You know, ironically, now that you say you've been going uh, with redacted port reports for about four months, I remember downloading, I think, two or three episodes over Christmas because uh, we we went to Florida to visit family and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I had them on my phone. So I was able to listen to some of them while we were on the airplane and stuff. And I remember walking around this, um, like next to the beach and stuff, listening to it. I was like, yeah, that's cool. You know, it's just, that's what I'll do is I'll download different podcasts so I could uh, get a feel of a fellow podcast and see what they're about. You know, I want to see yeah. which ones work, which ones, you know, talk over each other, which ones have really bad audio and not to demean them at all, but to see what, where the benchmarks lie, you know, yeah. where, where I'm at, you know, my audio wise or what, what my show's at and stuff and try to improve the show or see what, what's successful on other fronts. So, but yeah, I, I have to say that uh, with the Delta green stuff, uh, running my show, through the fantasy aspect with D&D 5e, it's, it's been difficult because it's so saturated yeah. with, with, with other shows that uh, I get a lot of good hits when we're running a Pathfinder adventure path. But when I started running the Delta Green, like my listenership just bounced to the roof. I was like, whoa. I mean, we're on, um, on YouTube and it seems like those have the greatest viewings is all of our Delta Green. And they're not even visual. They're all audio. <laughs> so it's like, well, I guess they must be enjoying it. So, but yeah, I mean, this, this game has a lot of legs. And so listening to your uh, show really, uh, really focused me in on like good audio and good editing production and stuff. So you got something good going on there. I mean, if somebody like me, I'm taking notice of it. So <laughs> I appreciate that. And, and the audio has always been something really important me that was one of because uh, I mean we have a patreon and one of the things that I said early on was patreon funds need to go to everyone getting a new microphone that is yes. super important to me I don't like the headset microphones for recording which uh, one of our players had at the beginning and it worked it was functional but his audio is so much better now because he has a better microphone and I've got one of my guys he uh, he needs to get a better mic everybody else has got good mics except for nick he i think he's still using the computer mic which is it's serviceable but it, it's not as good as we want it to be but i right um and with our patreon we we do put it back into the show we buy cables we buy mics and stuff especially when we're back in the in the garage and everything recording because it's all carpeted and stuff but it's like the show was never designed to be via zoom you know, it was a, a matter of uh, urgency that we had to keep putting something out. You can't just let your show die on the vine. So I was like, well, yeah. once everything opens back up, we'll get back in as soon as possible. And I think we're looking at it 
probably cusping in about three weeks, we'll have everybody back in the house again. And yeah, totally. I'm, I'm got it crossed right now. That's yeah. a way to celebrate 4th of July, man. <laughs> man, what, a, what, what that would be a great thing. We're looking at doing the same with Quest and Chaos. I will say, and I, I don't know if you've experienced this as well, but having to do stuff over Zoom, I mean, it's exhausting and it's the, the screen fatigue and everything else. Yeah. But it also really forces me at least because i can't like reach out and move my miniature i have to describe what i'm doing and it forces me to think a lot more about what i'm doing um so i hate everything about this i can't wait to be back in person with everyone yeah. but i do think that it's helped um force me to rethink how i play the game have you run into anything like that only in that I've told the guys because I think they, they started getting lackadaisical because we went to Zoom and they're like, well, we could do this or we could put it on Roll20 and stuff. I'm like, well, the thing is, is that at the end of the day, it's an audio podcast. Right. They can pull it down off YouTube, but it's still it's got to translate as theater of the mind at the end of the day. So whatever you do, you have to directly describe what it is you're doing. Even when we're in the garage and we have the maps and the minis and we're doing this and that we still manage to describe what the actions are. And we'll take a picture of the map and we'll take a picture of the minis and post it to the website and stuff, but you have to be able to convey. And it took me a, a few tries to remember and somebody would say, you know, don't just say you moved them over there. Say, you know, move to the to the north about 20 feet closer to wherever so-and-so is at and describe the room a little, you know, so you make sure you describe your actions and the rooms and, and what the people look like. But I think with, with Zoom, it's one step removed from actual live play. Yeah. And so I know you go heavy on your editing and stuff, but I try not to, but I tell the guys, we can have no dead space, no down talking. Everybody's got to fill the air and we got to keep it going down the tunnel because I don't want to go through it. You know, I really don't want to go through and edit, <laughs> you know, what we've done. In fact, when we recorded last, I'm glad we didn't, we didn't have our, our little zoom thing last night because I think I got a little hammered. <laughs> I was I was pretty bad, and I was like, they went into this tavern. They were talking to the to the guy that built this manor, and and he was pretty hammered. And at one point, Junior's like, "Are, are am I talking to you? Or are you in character? You know, I, I can't tell who's who in this in this scene right now." Like, I don't know, man. I'll lick the. I'm not above licking the bottom of this shot glass. <laughs> you know, we're just we're totally going on. It's just. I mean, I don't remember waking up hungover in a very long time as I did today. So it's, I'm feeling much better. We're doing, we're doing well, but uh, yeah. Lots, with, lots of water, ibuprofen. Yeah, all, all day long. And he was just as bad as I was too, because um, he works right next to me at work. So we, mm. we see each other all day long, but um, yeah, it's just with, with the zoom, I, I know that everybody's got to keep moving. You, you can't have any dead space because then it looks wonky if you cut it. Mm -hmm. You know, and people are watching the video or, or whatever. The audio is different, but the video just looks janky. So, yeah. And that's, yeah. There, that's our there, thing. There's ways to deal with that, but it is such a pain. So, yeah, I agree. And in a, in a video format, trying to deal with that is just, mm -mm. it's easier for me on the audio side because I can be like, oh, hey, I see 10 seconds of silence while we were thinking about yeah. something. Bye. You could, <laughs> oh, and it's so nice. Like, um, I don't use Audacity, I use, uh, garage band when we're recording audio wise and uh it's somewhat it's easy for me I, I try to do audacity when i had a pc but running the mac it's just it came with a suite so i was like well we'll just use this and it seemed really easy and then i use imovie for that for all the editing and adding the sounds and stuff okay. to the uh to the zoom video and stuff but um 
yeah, I could, I know what you're talking about when you see the dead space or you see like a small little blip and you're like, somebody just coughed or said, um, yep. <clears throat> or, or whatever, you know, or a tongue click or something. Oh God, the tongue clicks. Oh yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. It's like, how can you guys still be doing that? You know, so I go through and cut that, drag it over, stitch it up. And it, and it seems to go much smoother that way. So, but, uh, so do you run any other shows or is this, this the only show? So the Redacted Reports is the only show that I am the editor and producer on, as well as, you know, a player. Um, I am a player on Quest and Chaos and a couple of their shows, Dragon of Ice, Spire Peak, and Great Dane Society, Down Darker Trails. So those are the, those are the, the, the like, shows that I'm involved with. And I'm heavily involved with Quest and Chaos. We're getting ready to talk about starting campaign two of uh, Chaos Agents here soon. I'm very excited. Aww. Yeah, there's your plug. <laughs> there you go. That's that's my plug. Check out Redaction Reports. Check out Quest of Chaos. Those well, are my two. Where things. can they get a hold of you if they if they want to follow you or? Uh, I am on Twitter as Vanna1895. Um, I also am one of the people who runs the Redacted Reports Facebook page. So if you say something on there, I'll probably see it. Um, and my messages on Facebook are generally open. I'm there as Tiana Ren Hansen, uh, R E N. <laughs> <laughs> R-E-N. Well, m- most people think like the bird and it's, it's, it's different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, well, that's me. Well, that's you. And you know what? I want to thank you for your time. I think we're, uh, unless you have anything else you want to add, I think this about, I think we're going to keep it short and, and short direct and sweet. to the point. Yeah, totally short and sweet. But uh, yeah, I'm really glad to have had you on the show. And uh, I look forward to listening to season two right after I finish season one <laughs> yeah i'll be interested to hear your thoughts when you finish season one because it I, I don't know where you're at but it goes from nice and investigative to ramp up and it just doesn't slow down after that you know what i before we wrap it up there was actually yeah. a, a few questions and i for some reason i thought i had put it down i guess i didn't but i was going to run uh extremophilia until okay. i heard you guys run it i was like okay because i was starting to decide what i was going to do with with the guys on the next uh, thing we ended up running. Um... <laughs> ah, There's so many modules. I get it. Yeah, no. Um, gosh darn, people are gonna kill me for this one. Uh, I can't remember what I just read. You know why? Because I'm studying Hourglass, and I'm actually studying uh, uh, Future Perfect. Or and uh, I'd have to figure that out. Oh my gosh. We're we're Holy... actually looking at running Hourglass in the future, and we're uh, season two plug ex oblivione yeah you know um i'm gonna find it right now you're gonna have to hold on a second i, I can't hold believe on. i t- oh victim of the art Ooh, that's what we ran and um so when i when i heard you guys uh running extreme affiliate i was like well i'm not gonna do that one next i'll, I'll try to figure out what i'm gonna do uh, after that i was you know, i was thinking like the last equation or whatever but uh, I think it's either going to be Hourglass or the first part of Future Perfect. It's going to be one of those two things. But what I was going to ask you was, how did you guys decide on Extreme Affiliate? Um, so Tom was the one who brought Delta Green to us. We already had our gaming group at that point, And he was like, I've been reading about Delta Green. It's a really cool system. Uh, he and I played together on uh, the Call of Cthulhu game in quest and chaos so he knew that i already knew uh, call of cthulhu and he's like this is that but with competent investigators which uh <clears throat> the great dane society is not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but he 
he was the one who brought it to us and we all said that sounds like a really great idea and he was the one who brought in extremophilia he said that he liked it um i don't remember why he said he picked that one in particular i think oh wait no i do because it it best suits all of our characters um backstories and professions so you know it's an epa investigation we have river who's who's a epa we have um we we have medical stuff going on rory's a doctor uh rooster is just always good to have around when you're dealing with people like breckenridge and then rowan who's the fbi agent fbi goes everywhere so it was a really good module to show off all of our strengths yeah i was i had started reading a few pages into it and then when i found your podcast and i realized what you were doing i was like okay i gotta move on <laughs> and it, it's funny because i actually heard a podcast they started doing a victim of the art and i was like all right i'm gonna listen to it i just want to see how they did theirs you know and everybody puts their own stamp on whatever it is they're running absolutely and, and I, I think that what we did with victim of the art um i've had a couple people write into me and, and message me that they they want to know how i did this and that and somebody even asked for my notes so i sent out my notes and then somebody else said hey i want to copy those two sent them out and so I have no problem people using it because it, it had been slightly modified. But when I listened to the other shows, Victim of the Art, I was like, okay, they're doing it a little different. But I didn't know what it was at first until they started talking about the uh, the FBI agent, uh, Carson. I was like, is he in more than one AP? And then I realized what they were doing. I was like, okay, well, I, I still like what I did with mine. So we're going to we're gonna keep going with it. Yeah. That's fair. But I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll do one of what they've done earlier. And I'll, I'll put my own spin on that and see how people do it or whatever. But I mean, they've got like 12 APs right now and sure. they're really well done. I mean, looking at those and I was like, yeah, Hourglass has got that whole like cult aspect to it. I'm like, yeah, I think we're going to yeah. probably either do that, probably do that one. I like that one. Yeah, we're, we're planning to do Hourglass, but Exoblivione is all about cult uh, and we don't want to do Exoblivione and then Hourglass partially because... Um, Rowan's already having a hard time. Yeah. She's, you, she's, she's not a fan of cults. <laughs> and then you don't also want to retread right out of the gate too. Exactly. Now you guys, I take it you guys did last things last at some point. Yes, we actually yeah. did that at the, uh, we, that was our unrecorded session zero. So if you ever hear us make reference to Shaver Lake, that's, that, that's our last things last. Yeah. I heard somebody say uh, something about the septic tank with a hatch on top. I was like, they did That's... that because when we rent it uh one of our guys sam he has a cabin in big bear so i used his cabin as the cabin so <laughs> we already knew all about it and like they you know they were describing the hallways that they were going down and where this is at and that's at and it made visualizing it much clearer but uh yeah yeah that's a that's a really good short uh scenario that's still creepy as hell at the oh, ass end of it man it was so creepy <laughs> so and and we and we were able to do that one in two sessions if i remember correctly and it was after the first session that i went to tom and was like what if we did this as a podcast and i knew that i was i was volunteering to do the editing and everything but i was like this this group has such good chemistry that i really feel like this is a story that we can tell as a podcast yeah and then and then i was like and then you know i could add some sound effects and take out things like ben clearing his throat very loudly because you know he do that yeah, or the or like coughing, sneezing, you know, mm -hmm. people heavy breathing into the mic and you're you're just trying to get it right before somebody says it. You gotta try to this is, ah. Yeah. Oh sometimes. Sometimes. Or the or the word like. 
cut that. <laughs> yep. Or um, or I've I've gotten better about having a pause instead of one of the filler words for myself, just because I prefer that. It makes it yeah. a lot easier to edit. I totally agree. Well, you know, if you're ever looking for an extra agent or you want to be part of the show at some point, let me know. We'd That's be more sure. than happy to have you on board. We've always got an extra window in our Zoom. So... <laughs> I appreciate that. And uh, we, we have a guest agent in right now for Ex Oblivione, but I'll, I'll keep you in mind. That'll be great. Well, until then, I guess keep your warm up your dice and top off your glass and we'll catch you next time on Cheers. the next uh, interview. <laughs> Take care. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us that five-star review. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com. And be sure to check out the galleries. we got a lot of really interesting stuff posted there. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rollthehard20podcast. There are ways for you to help out the show and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass full as you roll those hard 20s.